0: Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations Podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. Craig,
1: what is happening? Well, um, I'll tell you what's happening is the podcast room is improving on a weekly basis. It is. Every week we show up here, we started with one plastic table mm-hmm. and a couple of folding chairs. Yep. Um, and every week, this room is improving. It's it's growing. It's changing. You know, I feel like this room is just
0: it's it's growing right up in front of our eyes.
1: And it feels unfair to talk about this without people able to really see it. But if you come up on the second floor, I don't know the room number, but uh, if you come up on the second floor on a Sunday mm-hmm. uh, or midweek, you know, maybe you're here for ladies' Bible study or you're or at here night for, when you're breaking in. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, but it is. Uh, it's at the end of the hall and. It's got sofas and chairs. We're sitting mm-hmm. in new chairs right now. Yeah, Man. these things are slick. There's shelves, there's artwork. I mean, every week there's something new. There's lumbar support. Yeah, there's lumbar support. It's great. And every week, it's, uh, that's, I mean, it's probably not very meaningful to, to people listening, but if you're part of Grace Church, we don't assume anybody's listening to this otherwise, right? It's just talking about Grace Church sermons. Anybody's yeah. welcome to listen. That's true. Share this with it's your friends. public. Yeah, share it with your friends. Uh, but most of the people we think at some time are in this building, and so yes. the next time you're in this building, come upstairs and look at the podcast room and... Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll
0: be, amazed. be amazed. you be amazed. You might shed a tear of uh, just being overwhelmed at the uh, beauty I, I, and the... I certainly am. I mean, it's artistic, I'm, I'm, it's it's classy, you I'm know? shedding
1: tears. I don't know if it's for that, but I'm shedding tears for yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: Because well, it's podcast time. Thanks to Tim, I'm pretty sure he's the one who's ordering and putting together everything. I, yeah, I don't think
1: he's the design. I think Cheryl. I think yeah, Cheryl yeah. Bittner's the design. Yeah, yeah, she designed it. But I think he's doing stuff. I think he's putting stuff he's together. Stuff, yeah, that's great.
0: Man, it's fancy. Well, uh, how are how are things in your life? Great, man. Yeah, that's good. How yeah. how was your summer? I feel like it's it's already October. It still feels like summer on some days.
1: Well, I wasn't here on set this summer. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, I know that's oh, true. is that what you meant? I don't know. How don't was know. your summer? I was gone. That's true. I was here. It was you great. Were, it was a good yeah. time. Well, fine. Uh, it, I had oh, a great summer. That's great. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't even care anymore. Thanks for that. You just oh, whatever, Craig. Um, well, uh, <laughs> on Sunday, man, uh, really enjoying our time in First Thessalonians.
1: First Thessalonians. Oh
0: man, yeah. you just really threw me for a loop when you yeah. shut down my questions. The First Thessalonians, and we're having a good time there. Um, and I really appreciate just where you kind of focus in on this idea of idols, and um, you said something on Sunday that I think was, is really, really true. Is when we read the Bible and we read about people turning away from idols. Like from a historical sense, yes, we know that there were literal idols. There right. were There were statues. There were, uh, you know, there were offerings given. That kind of thing. Um, and what you said was it's easy to assume you'd like that's backwards. That's mm-hmm. that's archaic. That's, a, you know, those people back then, you know, they just didn't know as much as we do. Yeah, super. Exactly. Superstitious, uh, over spiritualize the right. world or don't understand the world. Right. Uh, and that's why they felt like they needed to worship all these different gods for all these different mm-hmm. reasons. Um, yet, I, what you were saying is that's absolutely not true. You know, that kind of thinking is wrong. And that today we still have to turn from idols. And what you said was when we turn, I think this is what you mm-hmm. said, in order to turn to Christ, we have to turn mm-hmm. from an idol. Yeah. Um, I think that's what you said. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's, you know, when he describes in the text, we were in 1 Thessalonians 1, And uh, we finished the chapter, and when he said that uh, he's commending them because they turned to God from idols to to serve the living and true God, Mm -hmm. I think that is a, um, you know, I I think that's the outline of conversion for everybody. You turn from uh, an idol, which is a God substitute, so you turn from whatever you have substituted for the living God, and you repent means I turn from the those other false beliefs or the places that I lean and trust and i uh, I turn to God so I think that that is um, I, I think that's that's what conversion is and we talked about the fact of they had you know regional um, deities uh, they had the greco-roman gods that they worshiped uh, there was emperor worship we talked about that so th- there was they had their own set of sort of uh environmental in in their environment there were certain gods yeah and so i talked some on sunday just about how that's true for us as well uh in north texas and you know i love it here um there it's a wonderful place wouldn't want to live uh anywhere else but there are very real pressures and very real idols in our area too and so we were trying to talk about on sunday the reality that to meet christ is to turn from idols and then to grow in the lord is really um to grow in the Lord is really the process of finding our life mm-hmm. in the risen Christ. It's really living what we confess w- that Jesus is Lord when yeah. we're converted. So conversions, turning from things that we rely on that we could say they're God substitutes, the things that we think I have to have that to be happy. Uh, and those are the things we battle with even as Christians, the kind of things that we say, hey, um, you know, once I get fill in the blank, I'll be happy. Or mm-hmm. another way to look at it is, if I ever lost blank, my life would be over. You yeah. know, if I ever lost my job, if I ever lost my health, if I ever lost, that's a good sign that there's, if, if we really mean that, if yeah. it's not just yeah. a statement. But if we mean that, you know, that really shows there's something in my life that is central to me, That that's the core of who I am, my identity, my comfort, it could be my job, my health. Uh, it could be, be um, the place I go when God's not enough. You know, a lot of addictions are, um, there, there may be a, a physical element to them uh, for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, but they're ultimately a place that you go to comfort, for, to find comfort. It can yeah. be f- food or alcohol or drugs or pornography or someplace we go uh, sort of when God's not enough. So things we yeah. lean on, things we rely on, things we... Uh, trust in, certain mindsets that we might uh, have. So even as Christians, these are very real things for us. They're in the surrounding culture. And um, and I think the, the thing here in 1 Thessalonians was Paul says that your the word of the Lord sounded forth from you. So you're kind of trumpeting the message of the gospel, but they've also heard about your faith. Mm. So it's this conversion, the fact that you've turned from idols and turned to Christ and the, the cost... Um, the, he calls it an affliction. The affliction that you have endured to believe, cultural, you know, the resistance you faced—that uh, yeah. spread. So it was their turning from idols, turning from the, the status quo, the the things, the opting out of the system for what everybody says that you have to have to be happy, and saying no. You know what? We're we're going to look to Christ, and that that caused a storm of controversy, and yeah. people talked about it. So I think we're in the same place today that we we need to turn. Uh, from the idols of our heart, from the cultural idols that surround us and mm-hmm. uh, lean on the Lord.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Um, and I think, you know, uh, you mentioned Texas, you mentioned kind of the environment we find ourselves in. And, you know, we can drive down the road right, um, and find lots of idolatry, you know, given these biblical parameters mm-hmm. of what idolatry is. Um, just in the way people use their money, mm-hmm. uh, in the things in maybe our city or, or, you know, our region of the the country, right. uh, the things that people value may be above, uh, you know, how much they value Christ. Yeah. Uh, it could be uh, you know, the, like we said, materialism, it could be, you know, their career, their, yeah. their public image. I mean, social media Ab- is absolutely. huge for their, your image. We a, call it a attention. platform, right? It's a yeah, exactly, platform yeah. where I
1: convey who yeah, I am.
0: Yeah. I'm an influencer. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be our political views yeah, too. It, absolutely. For sure.
1: Yeah. All of these things. You're right. Uh, I think you see them all around us and you know, I, we don't just point the finger and you're not doing this, but we don't mm-hmm. point the finger and say, look at those idolaters. We just, the reason, the only reason I Raised our culture is because sometimes like a fish in a fish doesn't doesn't realize they're in water. They know no difference. Yeah. Uh, in the same way, I think we can. We look around and people are independent. They're not building their lives around community. Often it's like mm-hmm. what serves me, um, the image and success idea that you brought up. Uh, another one is activity, productivity. What am I yeah. accomplishing? And in in this family environment in which we live, it's often what are my kids accomplishing? And we got to do a ton of activity so that they do. Yes. Accomplish. Um, It's consuming things rather than using things for the good of others. Um, You know, someone came up to me afterwards and said, oh, on Sunday, several of the things you mentioned I do. And like, oh, man, I'm kind of. And I was like, no, the point wasn't to say if you have nice clothes and take a vacation, that you're a rank idolater. Right, it's what, right. what are you drawing your – it's what are you building your life around what yeah. matters to you. That, it's, it's what a, satisfies what your heart. What satisfies you. That's the thing. Yeah. So it's tricky. You can't just say, this shirt cost X, so it's not an aisle to me. But if it costs $10 <laughs> less, you know, or that I could drive this car but not that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Or you can go this far on vacation, oh, but man. you can't do all that. Yep. It's a heart issue. We mm-hmm. don't draw legalistic – Uh, sort of standards. But one of them I was thinking about that you just mentioned political, uh, Jared, was um, I I think one, I was thinking about what kind of things can we turn from where, like the Thessalonians, we're an example. That's the whole Mm -hmm. point. They turned and the Lord used their example. So everybody may not have turned to Christ, but they at least notice a difference in them. Yeah. One in our culture right now is thinking about taking a stand against the extreme Polarization that is in our that is in our um, culture, mm. and there's self-righteous politically. There's self-righteousness on the left and on the right, both. Sure. Neither one of them is more self-righteous than the other. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. And so either either way, <clears throat> it's you have to believe what I believe, you have to value what I value, or we can't relate. Mm-hmm. So I read this article by an author. She's written a book called Persuasion. Um, it's kind of a book on empathy, I guess. I've just read some of it, I haven't read the whole thing, but I read an article by her. <clears throat> her name is Lee Carter. And this is interesting, where we are as a culture. She so think about what are the idols of our culture? How, do, how could Christians act differently? That's the, that's the uh, category here. Yeah. So she says Suffolk University uh, and USA Today recently did a poll, and here's what it showed. Nine in 10 Fox News viewers support President Trump but only one in 10 NPR listeners support him. America is divided indeed, she she wrote. I was thinking about it, I actually have a friend who really likes both of those, so I don't know how he would fit. (laughs) But anyway, um, she says, we all intuitively know how divided we are, but it's even worse than that. She said that poll that she talked about, one in 10 NPR listeners support Trump, nine in 10 Fox News, uh, they asked another question, and it was: If your candidate for president were to lose in 2020, how mm-hmm. confident would you be that the 2020 presidential election had been conducted in a fair and square way, oh, with boy. no persuasion? Um, uh, wait a minute. Sorry. Okay. So uh, let me get my papers here. So, how? So, if your candidate lost, how convinced are you that the election was fair? She said the study said this: sixty percent. Of respondents said they would not be confident, instead, questioning the legitimacy of the 2020 election if their candidate doesn't win. And she mm. writes, that is staggering. She writes, think about what this means. We're living in an age when most of us can't even imagine that the majority of voters might support someone that we don't mm. 60% would say it's wow. a rigged election, it's, it's fake. It didn't yeah. happen. My candidate lost, so it couldn't be real. Yeah. So, and she goes on to say, I think we are in a real crisis uh, in a country, in the, and it's called the crisis of empathy. She says, uh, Let me be clear what I mean by empathy and why it's so important. Uh, Empathy is the ability to understand someone's behaviors, beliefs and emotions. And make no mistake about it, having empathy does not mean you have to agree with the behavior, beliefs and emotions of others. It simply means... You must be willing to suspend your own judgment long enough to be able to see the world from their perspective. Hmm. The reason empathy is so important is that without it, nothing will change. There'll be no coming together. There'll be no unity. uh, There will be no persuasion, meaning we don't change anyone's mind about anything. Hmm. Without empathy, we'll continue to try to convince others they are wrong by shouting louder from our soapboxes. We'll continue to traffic in hate. And disgust. Wow! I I think it's really a powerful truth. What she's saying is, uh, you know, we we don't have an empathetic, and we think oftentimes of empathy as I like, I feel sorry for that person or something like that. And what she's saying is, no, what it really is is it's the ability, and we might say in our culture right now, the rare ability to be able to listen long enough and carefully enough to really understand someone else's beliefs, their perspectives, their behaviors, without embracing them for yourself. It's not saying that, but it's just saying that we seek to understand because without that we have no bridge to build a relationship yeah. and to build trust and we have no bridge for the if we could go back to the bible here we have no be- bridge for the gospel to carry over on if we don't have uh if we don't have that kind of empathy for people which obviously Jesus excelled at he's god he's perfect mm-hmm. but you think about the ministry of Jesus um, What did Jesus do? Well, if Jesus only had meals with people that were exactly like him, that's just like a Trinity dinner, you know, Father, Son, and Spirit. He doesn't have to come to earth. Yeah, exactly. He stays up there. Yeah, it's a very short list. (laughs) Um, But you think about Jesus is constantly crossing bridges, not to leave people where they are or say, hey, the fact I'm having a meal with you means that every belief you have, every behavior, every thought, every worldview, every philosophy, it's all 100 right. Of mm-hmm. course not. But in love, he like you said, he leaves heaven. The ultimate act of empathy, taking on human flesh, the incarnation. Yeah. He comes to us, and then he li- lives a life of building bridges. Now he's omniscient. I mean, he ultimately he understands people in a way we don't. We need to. But but he still he is relating with people, loving people that are different than him. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I I think that's really powerful, and I like this idea of. Suspending judgment. And actually listening. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's that's relationships 101 Of yeah, you know, how why would you want to talk to someone who's not willing to listen to you? Yeah. Yet we do that to other people. Not not all of us, but yeah. I, I think you know culturally we can tend to do that. Um, you know, and and so we're we don't want to hear someone's actual reason. You know, it's almost like this idea of you hear a value or yeah. a belief, and you and you think to yourself, I already know what kind of person holds that belief.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: and w- what a judgmental. I mean, it's that's. So Righteous. It's self-righteous. It's presumptuous. Yeah. Um, you know, how disarming would it be for you to be able to sit down with someone who you completely disagree about yeah. something, have a discussion with them, ask them about their story and right. how they came to hold that view and yeah. say, wow, I, you know, now that I hear it that way, I I can see how you came to that conclusion a- absolutely. and still disagree. Absolutely. You know, um, I, I feel like that would be disarming to most people in today's culture because we don't expect that. We don't expect to be treated that way. No,
1: we don't. Um, And could we just acknowledge, uh, as you and I are Bible believing conservative Christians. And when I say conservative, that's a theological statement, um, are conservative Christians, um, and we don't lead the way in this. I mean, yeah. uh, our reputation in the culture is not those who are most empathetic bridge builders. <laughs> uh, now, and, and are we unfair, unfairly judged at point? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think we, I have to look at my own heart. And I have to mm-hmm. look. We, we have a strong conviction that I believe is absolutely right Mm -hmm. of the Christian faith that Christ is God, that there's only way to, um, Eternal life is through Jesus. So I don't compromise that at all. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I trust that if it came to it, we'd give our lives for that. I hope so, uh, that we, so we believe that with everything in us. Um, so because we have strong convictions about something we can feel like it's a compromise Mm -hmm. to relate to anyone different than us and that's just all you have to do is read the gospels and go how how different that is and i think our culture is starved for this not just from christians i mean people on the right or the left Mm -hmm. i think uh this is so shocking. A recent cultural example, and I'm currently, Jared, a little confession here, I'm currently and for have been for a little while off social media. So mm. uh, if I'm walking into a social media storm here, it's purely ignorant. I got this, <laughs> what I'm about to share, I saw live on TV uh, and then scary. I read it in my news feed. So, and I think it blew up, but I don't know, mm-hmm. it did. but it, it did blow up. Okay. Mm. So here's what it is. I'm watching, uh, and I bragged about the Cowboys on this show. I will say <laughs> nothing about them at this point, but I'm watching them play Green Bay. <laughs> And all of a sudden, they do a a, 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 they they do a shot of uh, the owners Jerry Jones's box, and in the box, of course, is George W. Bush. and, at, sitting next to Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. I was shocked by it. I actually texted someone and said, "Just guess what I just saw? Because I loved it. I thought, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Uh, I don't follow either of them really closely. Sure. Uh, I don't have a poster of either of them in my wall. You in my don't? Office. That, that's so, surprising. So they're both fine people. <laughs> but what I do know is they have different points of view on a number of things. One of them would be more conservative. One of them would be more progressive. Sure. Um, and I just thought it was great. They were laughing, kind of yucking it up at the football game. Mm-hmm. And now I understand some people really criticized that later. And uh, I don't know, I think some, especially some on the left really criticized Ellen because she was friends with him. And I don't know if people on the right criticized him. I don't really know. But but the whole point is that was such a shocker in our culture yeah. that people took, they had to talk about it. It's, it's a news story. Mm-hmm. Why? Because someone who has different views... Uh, politically, for sure, and and, and all other cultural uh, issues uh, have differing points of view. Uh, may, they may differ on, um, uh, you know, LGBT issues, for instance. Well, we know yeah. what I know what Ellen thinks. I don't know what he thinks, but yeah. uh, I think I know what he thinks, and I think they're different. So they are uh, different places, and yet they're they have a friendship. And mm-hmm. I thought if the culture makes that a headline story and are shocked that two people can have a friendship that have differing points of view. Uh, man, if if Christians would wade into that culture and say, I will turn from the idol of self-righteousness mm-hmm. and I will embrace love uh, for other people who think, act, and believe differently than I. Yeah. What kind of an open door there yeah. can be for the gospel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you brought that up and I was just thinking like, my oh my, what kind of cultural conditioning is going on with us that... Right. You know, you look at those two people, you look at George Bush and Ellen and, and they're hanging out there and they're you know, like you said, they're they're having fun together at a football game. We don't know anything about their relationship together. No. We don't know if, you know, it's not like, oh, they, you know, they go back a long ways or, know you know, they had a huge falling out years ago. I can't yeah. believe they're back together. Yeah. No, the only thing we really know about them is their publicly held values. Right. And that's what led to, you know, you being surprised yeah, and yeah. texting someone and then, you know, social media. And yeah. I mean, so much so that she made a statement on her show yeah. of just saying like, hey, Calm down, everyone, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. Um, And it just made me think, you know, we as Christians, we we want to empathize. We want to uh, we don't want to be that way. And we I I hope and I think that I, I guess I would expect that all of us generally are trying not to be that way. Right but it, it just, it's so a part of, you know, the cultural mindset and it slips into our own mindset as well. Um,
1: it sure does. And
0: it, it just made me think, you know, this idea that we're, we're I guess just expecting people with who hold such different values to never interact in any positive way. Right. You know, it's surprising to see that. It's it's controversial. Right. Uh, you know, and, and it kind of reminds me, I, I said it to you, it, it reminds me of what was said about Jesus. I mean, Matthew 11, that's where it says, you know, the son of man came eating and drinking and they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard. Right. Uh, it's this assumption that, wow, he related with, positively with people, so then he must have held those views. Yeah, exactly. And it just makes me think that if, if we as Christians are going to, you know, follow Jesus's example. Um, one of the biggest, most fearful things in our culture on social media, you know, people on Twitter apologizing for tweets, you know, they made years ago is this fear of being misunderstood yet. Jesus was misunderstood. Uh, Jesus, he loved people who did not hold biblical values, you know, uh, and, and so I think if we're going to follow in his example, we need to be ready to be misunderstood and kind of embrace that and just be OK
1: with it. You know, I, I think you're right. And I think that, again, I don't know what to call this idol, but it is the. It I, I think it's self-righteousness at its mm. core. It's um, it could be other things, too. I mentioned Sunday. It could be like ra- if it's my race, it could be racism. If yeah. It's people who are, are my socioeconomic value. It could be the idol of classism mm-hmm. or. My, you know, just people my my age, like young people, often don't want to be with older people. Uh, thanks for being yeah. with me, Jared. As <laughs> a younger person, and I'm an older one. But oh uh, man, thank you of, for
0: calling me younger. Yeah, I'm well, starting you, to get this gray on the sides of my you're, beard. You're very
1: young. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, but <laughs> I think I think we we have to look at those things and and uh, consider that, and we have to. Um, we have to learn to listen and not always—now, we, we just talk on this podcast, but uh, we have to be good listeners. Um, yeah. And I think this I, this appears so radical to cross a bridge and listen to someone else. You know, not to make a commercial here for uh, a, a Grace Church <laughs> event, but this is really part of the magic of uh, Alpha. Mm, yeah. Someone just told me at Alpha, who's in Alpha. I mean, I'm I'm doing Alpha this semester, and someone in there told me, you know what I really like about Alpha is that you. And this was not. A church person. Uh, what I really like about Alpha is that you can say anything and uh, yeah. it's okay to put anything out there. Mm. And, you know, last year in Alpha, we had a number of uh, Muslims come. Yeah. And so they were able to put out on the table, whatever they wanted to put out. And they weren't, you know, for their point of views, they were asking questions about Jesus, and mm-hmm. um, but they weren't getting shut down. And part of the magic of Alpha, it, it kind of came across as this radical idea. What we're going to do is we're going to have a meal together with people who may all think very differently, Yes. then we are going to watch a video which has a clear agenda. It's going to tell us something about the Bible, something about Jesus, something about what it means to be a Christian. So there's a Christian presentation for sure. Yeah. But then, whether you're a Christian or not, your your voice is no different than anyone else's. And actually, if you have pushback and resistance or questions, you, you probably are uh, encouraged more to speak than someone who's already uh, sort of on board with the video we just watched. Sure, launched. yeah. So I love that. I mean, and they think that's a really simple thing. Have a meal, have a discussion on a topic of uh, eternal importance, Mm -hmm. a religious point of view, a philosophical point of view. And nobody's chided if you disagree. Nobody's, Nobody's jumping on anybody or trying to close the deal. We're having a conversation and it's like, man, that that was a crazy concept somebody came up with <laughs> but it seems so basic i think yeah. in this culture all the more just the environment i just described the fact that someone would do that is is radical in yeah. this culture and so i think we've got to if we would humble ourselves love ask the lord to help us to turn from the idols of comfort self-righteousness that we have to love people befriend people cross bridges ask questions listen befriend i think we have an opportunity um, to have the same experience they did, where it says people, you know, the message, Paul said, I don't even need to tell anybody in the Greek in the two Greek provinces about you, because they've all heard what happened in uh, Thessalonica, because you turned from the cultural idols to the living God. And yeah. may it be in our day that we have an opportunity, the church rises, uh, we sometimes complain and even fear the polarization. I just think it's a it's it's a time that is ripe mm. for uh, uh, where it's just not hard to, yeah. be, to be a loving witness. Yeah, uh, just uh, it's, it's it's not hard in the sense that it, it's it's easy to it's easy to accomplish. Maybe mm. hard in our heart, but it's not hard right. to stand yeah. out. Everybody is so angry yeah. and so divided that to try to be a bridge builder and a unifier to reach people with the gospel, you're going to stand out. Yeah, so. that's good. Yeah,
0: I, we're so in the habit of just thinking, you know. The thing that defines us is what we disagree with. Yeah. The thing that defines us is what separates us. You know, Mm -hmm. I, you know, that's my identity is that I don't agree with that person. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not one of them. I don't know what I am. I'm at least not one of them. (laughs) Exactly. So
1: I I think that's really helpful. I I, have had an experiment where uh, it's not intentional, but the place, uh, that I work out, they have, there's a couple of TVs in there, a couple monitors, and they just have two. On the left, they always have, it's funny, it's on the left, Fox News. And <laughs> on the right, ironic, is CNN. And so I've, I watched them live at the same time while I'm on the treadmill or something and look at that, and to watch how they'll cover the same <laughs> event. And it's like, wait a minute, that, that can't, that, you called it this, you called it this, you, you uh, said this about it, funny. it's unbelievable. Yeah. And you just kind of look at it and go... You know what? Uh, the, the truth's clearly probably somewhere in between. In most instances, right. like it is, because there's such a bias to one way. Yeah. So I just think that, to me, that's a little bit of a metaphor. You're walking through life, and there's mm. this, you know, you pick a side. Uh, you got to be on one, and you got to hate the other. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's Jesus is. Uh, he is with uh, tax collector. He's got yes. a tax collector disciple, which represents the Roman government as a Jew. That is a total sellout. Yeah. And then he's got a zealot, someone that wants to overthrow the government. So he's got a a, 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 a conservative government representative sellout, and yeah. he's got a an insurrectionist that wants to overturn the government. So you can't you can't be more uh, fundamentalist on both sides, left yeah. and right, than that. And yet. They're together with Jesus. So, um, and that's just one category. Political is just one. There's all kinds of categories. But may the Lord help us.
0: Man, that's good. Yeah. Pray that he helps us. You know, it's, you know, we're being called by our culture to be, you know, to be divided. Yet, you know, in the ways that we've kind of been talking about, yet the call of Christ is to is to relate and love others and, and you yeah. know, humble ourselves, yeah. uh, you know, to the point of being misunderstood. And, you know, I think that's a difficult calling, especially today, sure. but it's important that we recognize it.
1: Yeah. So. Very good. Well, well, thanks, Jared.
0: Thank you. Man, this was great. This is a really good discussion and I appreciate, uh, you know, kind of the, the news article and whatnot. It was super interesting hearing those uh, statistics. Yeah. Um, well,
1: cool. Do we have anything big coming up? Uh, let's see. Do we have anything big? Uh, man, I'm showing my weakness as a marketer, Jared, because a great, a great uh, marketer would be able to say, here's the greatest thing. I can just tell yeah. you, we're going to gather Sunday before the risen Lord.
0: What could be and greater than that? That's
1: the greatest thing. There you go. I'm not going to spin it or sell <laughs> it. It's going to be fantastic. Jesus is going to be there. We're going to be there. Awesome. And uh, no, I don't have. I don't have anything this week coming up. Uh, cool. this uh, This Sunday, but uh, in the next week, not this Sunday, but the next is our 14th anniversary. So we'll. Oh, uh, it's going to be fun. We'll do a little picnic action, and um, that'll be that'll, great. That'll be great. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, the 27th.
0: Okay, great. Hey, speaking of this Sunday, my parents will be in town. This Sunday, uh, yep.
1: Are they meeting Addison for the first time? I they guess, are, right? yes. Wow. So
0: it's going to be fun time. Uh, you know, all the feels. Will oh, be that's going to be great. Uh, it'll be fun, and then they'll they'll be at church with us and, on Sunday. And you'll
1: have your first experience of your parents coming in having zero interest in you. They're there simply to see the baby. Exactly. Actually, <laughs> Just <was> happens. Tra- <laughs> this, this will that's now exactly begin a pattern.
0: Yeah, I was actually talking to my mom today on the phone, and she said, "You do realize that you know now that you have a kid, you're kind of on the back burner." Absolutely. <laughs> like, you're a has-been. It's over. I've yeah. really, you know, I'm I'm almost thirty, and I've been, you know, milking those Christmas presents and it's, birthday it's presents over. and stuff. It's, it's all about. I know. Addison it's now. in the past. <laughs> yeah, that is so
1: great. How parents have this ability to have a great interest in their kids until they have kids, and all of a sudden you are in the back. Hand, <laughs> hand me that baby, and you can go, and we're, we'll take care of her. Yeah. Oh, that'll uh, be fun. Well, I look forward to seeing. Yeah, one it should night, be good. On so, Sunday. yeah. Are you, are you leading our singing on Sunday? I am. That's fantastic. So so, you're leading the you're leading the worship, and they'll be there. And this is perfect. Yep, I'm I'm tearing up right now. I know it's
0: just going to be a it's really a family event it, for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, did they pick the Sunday knowing you were going to lead? Did that no. happen that way? Okay. No,
0: it was just uh, a good week. Are they
1: still going to come? <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. I haven't exactly told them. I was oh. waiting till they're here, and they're like, "Oh, oh this is happening." Well, <laughs> well, I hope they
1: don't listen to this podcast because they will no, know.
0: No, actually, my dad listened to a few, and he, he enjoyed it. So
1: oh, that's good. That's good. Well, I look forward to meeting them, and thanks for leading us. If, uh, if yeah. you listen to this pray for Jared. He'll be leading us as we sing well, thank this Sunday, you. and uh, we'll be in Chapter Two yes. of uh, First Thessalonians. Oh, man
0: it's gonna be good. Well, thank you for serving us on Sunday, and uh, and thank you for taking the time again. Uh, for uh, meeting for the podcast really appreciate it and uh, yeah so looking forward to the next one man I'll see you next week okay
1: okay see you all right
0: bye-bye